Beyond the Challenges is a podcast where executives in the insurance and financial services industry share their insights and experiences. Hosts Kevin and Sandy Doherty talk with today's top business leaders about what keeps them up at night and the biggest opportunity organizations can capitalize on today. We encourage you to listen, share, and subscribe to our program. Kevin and Sandy Doherty each have over 20 years of experience in insurance and financial services, corporate leadership, and executive search. They're the owners of Global Corporate Solutions and Global Corporate Leaders. Global Corporate Solutions partners with organizations to gain efficiencies and contain costs. Global Corporate Leaders partners with organizations to enhance and evaluate talent. Beyond the Challenges podcast is sponsored by Exactuals, perfecting payments and the data driving them. Welcome to Beyond the Challenges. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Sandy. Today, we're talking with Nash Sabotic about the challenges faced by producers and agency management. Nash, you have an amazing background, having come to the United States on a basketball scholarship with $100 in your pocket, speaking little English, and now running one of the largest, fastest growing, and most recognized agencies in the country. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business and your journey so far? Yes, thank you, Kevin. And I'm excited to be on your podcast. I've gotten a lot from the industry and a lot to give back. So I always like to start with that. I got into the business very early in my life. It was my first career job out of the college. And obviously I started as an advisor, as an agent, and then moved into the management and then started the firm in 2007. As you have helped me a lot, right? You made that introduction uh, when I was uh, starting the company and, and they really worked out well in, in my favor. And 13 and a half years later, we are one of the largest, I think, firms with, with 30,000 clients and uh, with a big uh, enforce block. I think we have about $137 million of enforced premium and, and about close to between one and a half to $2 billion of assets under management and administration, 160, 170 advisors and we are i think in seven or eight states already so we have really grown quickly and it was all based on me really recruiting quality individuals into the firm everything starts nothing happens before you recruit somebody but and also with the vision for us to be the firm uh, of the future for us to be more futuristic looking for us to start being a firm that's gonna really do holistic planning with the focus on doing the really the planning for the business owners. That's my and our firms, Westpac firms, bread and butter, and, and just helping them make smart financial decisions. And that's kind of in a short how I got into the business, how I moved up and where we are today. Nash, all sectors face challenges, but in insurance and financial services, the list seems extremely long. Between regulatory changes, economic uncertainty, rising consumer expectations, and a virtual selling environment. How has COVID-19 changed the way you reach new clients and service existing clients? It's a great question. And I'm going to a little bit answer from continuation of my prior questions. We've been always looking ahead. So when people are talking about virtual selling, we've been doing virtual selling for years. So when the COVID happened, us already being adapted to that model because we have a lot of millennials, a lot of younger folks that are, and a lot of clients, quite frankly, they want to do business. Uh, and us having the system that is online, on March 13th, we had the meeting 
And I've told the guys, this is going to be our best year. And it was our best year. And the reason why I said this to them is because we are ready. We have the pipeline. We had about 285,000 prospects in our CRM. We've been prospecting and building their pipeline. And then all we really did is we turn up the notch and really start calling on people that are already part of our business. And people needed us more than ever. When you really think about it, people needed planning in 2020 more than ever. And I knew when there is a challenge, there is an opportunity. I also knew that a lot of people will use this as an excuse to go out there and do what needs to be done, which is help people, reach out to people and use this pandemic to show people while working with the, with the right firm and the right planning is the right thing. We're talking about protection, we're a protection first company, always been and always will be because that's what we believe in, protect first, invest second. But it came with, hey, are you organized? Did you save enough? Does your business have any business interruption being put in place? Do we know what we're going to do? And then we reached out to our people virtually. We had a whole process already done for the virtual selling. And, and I got to tell you, I, I know it, it sounds a little bit crazy, but we had the best year ever. We, we, our revenue grew and we recruited one of the best people and uh, that we have ever did because everybody was just wondering in the pandemic they had a lot of time to think about it whatever this is the time for them to stay in their career and look for something else how do you differentiate yourself in a virtual environment i don't think we have really differentiated ourselves with the other firms because of the virtual sales i think we differentiate the way we're doing the planning we are a planning driven organization we had a process driven organization, not a product driven organization. And when you are doing the planning and when you focus on the process, that's really what makes us different. I also think what makes us different is the fact that we, we really, people say they do holistic planning, but we are really doing everything starting from the, let's cover all of your protection, your risk management, your asset protection, business interruption. Uh, let's work with your CPA. Let us be the center of your universe and let's really put it all together. I think we're doing just a fine job there and that and, and the client recognized that because there is really two types of companies in America today in financial services. One that focuses on personal insurance and investment planning, or the second one that focuses on the, on the benefits for these business owners. Very few understand how these clients of ours, these business owners can take advantage for the fact that you're a business owner for a personal gain and vice versa. How do they take advantage of that and how do they really exit that business that's their biggest asset so we really specialized in doing it all for them and really taking the taking them to the path where there's going to be a protection growth and exit how do you help your advisors evaluate and grow their current books of business this industry has been around for a long time and, and there's nothing different except that we really focus on two things we focus on value and we focus on experience. A lot of firms and a lot of advisors provide value. And I'm not so sure that a lot of firms provide the experience. And what we are working with them is to make sure when these clients walk in into their office, that they know everything about them. It's not just about, let me do the planning for you, but I, we want, I want to make sure that they know brothers, sisters, coworkers, hobbies. Where did you went to school? Just basically everything about the client. And we want to provide them that different level of experience. So we work a lot on their book of business. We work a lot on multiplication of those clients. 
and it was a lot about don't leave anything unattended. Many carriers have been investing heavily in customer experience initiatives in recent years. Have you seen these initiatives help you bring on new business or service existing clients? Certainly it helped me service the existing clients, especially when it came to technology. Everybody wants to be online. Everybody wants to do things quickly. And uh, me doing uh, a lot of business, obviously, with Guardian has helped me because they have an unbelievable e-suite system for the clients. When it comes to insurance, and obviously we have some robust investment platforms as well for our clients. So definitely technology was a big piece. As far as the rest of the customer experience, a lot of it is really training the field force, training the advisors how to utilize the resources and how to, to make sure that the clients get the best experience. But the technology was the biggest help to us. What are the top three things that insurance carriers can do to help support their business partners better? It's a great question. And I would say number one is the technology. Technology number two is ease of doing business. How easy is for me to transact with you? How easy is for me to work with my clients? How easy is for me to service their book? And and those two are connected, right? The, the technology and ease of doing business. But I, I I will separate them because technology is not all about ease of doing business. It's a lot. It has a lot to do with it. And number three, I think it's about being able to really listen to the field and listen to the people that they're working with. We are all in different markets. We are all working with a different people. And I would say, like I said, Vespec, we focus on business owners and professionals and, prof and, and uh, professional athletes, but that's who we really want to work with. And my business is income under management. So whatever I can really help those folks in my market, I think that's important for some people that work with the different markets, maybe with retirees and pre-retirees. And, and these groups of advisors are focused on different things. So it's really listening to the field about what they really want for their market. So technology, ease of doing business, and just listening to the field. What is the single best opportunity the insurance industry can capitalize on today? You know, insurance to me equals protection. And if 2020 taught us anything, it taught us that if you're not prepared and if you're not protected, there's a lot of problems you can run into. I think insurance industry has to use what has happened in our country in the last 12 months and really create and craft a story, a narrative, and educate their field force a little bit better and not to be hiding behind, hey, I'm a financial advisor, that's great. But what we really do in our industry, we, we protect people and we help them make smart financial decisions. And that's what I think we should do more than ever before because our country is in a very unique position and we have an opportunity to go out there and have these conversations with our clients in all facets of life and i think that's what we need to do better than, than more than ever before what do you see changing in the insurance marketplace over the next three to five years i think to me, recruiting is an opportunity, but I think there will be less and less people who are going to be able to really work in the in this space. So you're going to have to really start looking more towards CPAs, other professionals to recruit them into the business, because a lot of folks are not going to be able to really operate just because getting into the business, selling friends and family is, is not going to really happen. 
uh, that fast anymore because a lot of their friends and family are, are struggling. So I think we're going to have to go out there and, and recruit different kind of people going forward. I think that's going to be a big thing. What advice or suggestions would you give to a person entering the insurance and financial services industry? Focus on delivery of financial planning and financial process rather than delivery of financial product. If you lead with the products, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it long term. You're never going to build a big business because products these days can be bought anywhere. You can buy it online. And there's a talk of fees are getting squeezed and these are getting squeezed. I don't see my fees are getting squeezed because I'm doing the planning. And I have no problem telling people, why am I charging the fees? I'm not charging for an investment product only. Yes, it is for the investment planning primarily, but we're doing so much more for clients. So focus on the process, not the product. What is the best decision you made professionally that had a positive impact on your career? Thinking back, obviously, I was lucky to get into this great industry very early in my life. I was 23 years old, but that was, I think... It's like, how early do you start? It really pays the dividends later. Uh, I've been doing this is my 18 years in the business already. I think I'm entering my uh, 19th year. And, and I'm still fairly young, I would say. My, I'm in my low 40s and new 30s. So I think it's a great opportunity for people to get in as young as they can be, really. And, and I think I was lucky to do that. Number two, I've really focused early in my career. I focused on, on building the pipeline. And, and in our firm, we talk a lot about cap, hiring capable people, holding them accountable and help them build the pipeline. And the, building the pipeline early in my career was huge. And one of the things that I've done a great for Vespec is I helped people around me build a pipeline. And I taught them how to do that. Because we are in a people's business in the end. We are in the we are using insurance and investment companies to give us the products and things that we have out there, but we really, we really are business development people. We have to develop relationships. And I think I've done a great job doing that. And and I think I've taught my advisors to do the same. And we were able together to build a big firm because the advisors are my clients, and the clients are really clients of the advisors. And our firm is an advisor-centric firm. And I'll do anything I can to help them and to listen to them to what they want to get out of us to help them build the business. How have you built a winning sales culture in your firm? Great question. I think hiring, I'm not hiring, I'm selecting. And I'm really selecting the best people I can get. And I have some amazing individuals in the firm. Amazing. Entrance to our firm is you have to have a college degree. You have to have big dreams and goals. And I, I've, I would say I've formed the environment, a greenhouse where we fostered those people and we grew them. But I've really selected amazing people. And, and, and I think the people have created a culture. Like we are, we have a, we, I'm big on culture. I have an amazing culture and I'm very proud of the fact that everybody that works here contributed to that culture because culture is more important than anything for building a sales organization or successful organization. Hiring capable people, building the culture of teamwork, culture of working together, culture of integrity, culture of life working integration. A lot of, I, I talk a lot about that, right? When people, friends are working together and and they're bringing other folks into the culture because they're gonna feel excited about it. And just 
culture also of accountability and culture of transparency because most firms out there and most companies sometimes you don't know what's happening sometimes you know what no here you know everything and there's no question that you cannot ask me i will tell you everything you need to know and then also culture of growth i always talk about 22 percent we have doubled vespec in the last eight years we doubled the revenue because i want every individual to grow their business by 22%. And if you do that, you're gonna double your business in 42 months. And I'm all about the growth and growth is infinite. I never talk to people about numbers because if you talk to people about numbers rather than the growth, there is always gonna be the limit, always. And with me, it's about growth. It's about growing 20 plus 22% every each and every year and focused on that. And if you do that, Guys, the limit and where I want to go, we did about 30 million in revenue last year and, and I'm building a firm, Kevin, I'm building a firm that's going to do a hundred million dollar one year. And, and the only way, the way we're going to do that is if we get the people to focus on the right thing, if we develop them, and if we always talk about the growth. Nash, thank you for your time today. It's great to learn more about how your advisors and producers can turn economic uncertainty rising customer expectations and a virtual environment into a better consumer solution and at higher profits. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and share so we can stay in touch. If you would like to learn more about how global corporate solutions and global corporate leaders can help your organization recruit the best talent, increase your diversity and save money, please visit our website at www.thegclgroup.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Global Corporate Solutions is not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Westpac Wealth Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Nash Sabotic is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, abbreviated PAS. OSJ 4275 Executive Square, number 800, La Jolla, California, 92037. Phone number 619-684-6400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC general agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, abbreviated Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Insurance products offered through Westpac Wealth Partners and Insurance Services, LLC, a DBA of Westpac Wealth Partners, LLC, California Insurance License, pound 0E57168-2021-11001. Expiring 0223.